Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to the Postscript Shorts, where we sit down with students from the Living Faith Bible Institute and talk about their faith, talk about what God's doing in their life, let them share their testimony of salvation, uh, discipleship, and what God's doing uh, in their lives in terms of the mission and ministry that He set before them. And so, for today's episode, I've invited my friend John Scott onto the show. John's a fun dude. We're into a lot of the same stuff, and so uh, getting to know him has been great. And so I'm excited with uh, our chance to to share him, share him on the postscript today. So John, welcome. Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to start by just asking about your your ministry work. Give people a picture of who you are and what you're doing. You are at the Northside Church Plant, the the recent church plant, Northside in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, tell, we we just actually just did an interview with Chris Noonan. And so people people will have have heard that, so they'll be kind of familiar with Northside. Yeah. But from your perspective, what is Northside, and, and what are you doing there? It's a church plant out of New Philadelphia, Ohio, where um, Jeff Bartel uh, preaches at First Baptist. So mm-hmm. there, I'm the kids guy. I'm over the kids ministry. I'm the director of the children's ministry. So that's that's a lot. I'm trusting God for that in every mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Matt Brocker is the pastor. Yeah. And from, from the beginning, was he saying, hey, we want you working with kids? Or was that something that kind of just happened as you guys got going and, and things started, you know, unfolding? Or is it just because you have lots of little kids and you're good with kids and, and he, you knew from the beginning this was for you? Yeah. No, I do have a lot of kids. I have like 20 yeah. kids. No, it's yeah, only It four. seems like it. <laughs> yeah. It seems, from time to it time. seems like, from my perspective, right. it looks like you have a lot. I was going through the uh, children and youth ministry class. Chris Best was was up there. He was he was preaching. He's like, okay, if you get tossed into church plant, and they're like, we don't have anyone to do kids ministry, um, and they're like, hey, can you do it? This is this is like the perfect class for you. And I'm like, that sucks. Whoever that has to, whoever's <laughs> gonna do that. Craig Warner, he comes up to me at our first charter uh, service. So we're. We're a full-on church now. It's, it's really great. And he's like, hey, man, I've been thinking about it, praying about it, and I'm thinking that you'd be awesome to be the children's director at Northside. So, man, think about it and pray on it, and then let me know in a few days. And I'm, in, I'm like, okay. And in my inside, I was like, ah, like, no, I, not, mm-hmm. not at all me. No, I'm cool with playing with kids, but leading people, doing up, being used by God. Like, I know I was in LFBI to to get used by God, but like it actually came now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, oh man, I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all for that. So I prayed about it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Prayed, prayed about it. And um, I actually was reading in Matthew and was going through the, the miracle of the, the loaves and the fishes, the feeding of the 5,000. And I'm like praying about it for about six days, six days straight. And that day I was reading it and it was like God was speaking to me through that and saying, hey, it's not, it's not what you have that's going to meet the goal. It's, it's what I can use from the lack that you have where I can fill mm. in my greatness. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll do it. So then yeah. I called Craig and I'm like, hey, man, um, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I want to do it. Let's go ahead and get started. And he's like, okay, man, I'll, uh, that's great. I'll give you a call back. And then like five days later, he, he like gives me a call back. I'm like, bro, I've been waiting for five days. I thought you we were, were like, like 
Like, what are you Staring at your phone. <laughs> right. Staring the, at your phone for five, five sweating. Like, man, come on. But no, uh, if there's anyone who has been spectacular, it's been, it's been Craig Warner. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, no, he's a phenomenal he's an awesome guy. Dude. Um, so and yeah, he, that's kind of... He, he teaches a part of that class, that he, children he and does. youth ministry class. He does. That's, yeah. that's how much we trust that guy. He's, yeah, he knows man. what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's well, kind of where I'm at. Well, we want to talk about that some more, but we'll get there again at near the end of the episode. But yeah. um, let's, let's go back in time and let's talk about little John Scott and what his life was like oh. and growing up um, yeah. in your, with your family. How did you come to know Christ? What was that like? Just tell us the whole, the whole thing. My life has been actually really great. I, I've, I've absolutely loved it. So I grew up in church. Um, I, was, I was saved at about seven my dad led me to Christ. It was pretty cool. The whole whole experience went, went along the lines of we had the 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 Bible stories on VHS, and I'm watching it and I'm seeing Jesus on the cross. I'm like, oh man, Dad, what's this all about? And he kind of leads me through it. I'm like, oh, because of me, because of what what I did. And so I kind of kind of grasped a little bit of it, and I'm like, oh man, I need to do something about it. It's, it's like, okay, well, this is this is steps for salvation. So I called on Christ and gave my life to him as much as I could as a seven-year-old dude. And mm-hmm. then 12 years old, I was increasing in knowledge. I got baptized then um, and then just continued on down the road of increasing in knowledge. And it sounds great, but anyone who knows the Bible knows that that's not, you're not just supposed to increase in knowledge. You're mm-hmm. supposed to actually do stuff with it. And I didn't do anything with it. So my family, what, what I believe personally is that there's a specific time in everyone's life at about the age of 12 to 17 that just something happens. Like there's, there's a blow up that happens and you have to make the decision like, is this, am I going to fall after God or am mm-hmm. I going to go after the world? And that happened for me when my sister got sick and she could not go to church. Like she couldn't leave the house for like a year and a half. And my dad stayed home, and then I went to church with my mom, and so our family kind of separated. And there was a gap there where it was, it was shown to me that it was okay to be saved and not go to church. So mm. from that point on, I just kind of went out of necessity with, with my mom. And if you, ever, if you ever get to meet my mom, she's the coolest person in the world. Yeah, but, I can't wait. Yeah, she, she's awesome. But... The whole process of that, my my dad and my sister kind of kind of stayed at home, and he did the online sermons, and then we went to church, and then kind of felt like we were getting pushed away from everybody else because it was just me and her, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" And then I started playing football, and I was super good at it, mm. and I said, "Okay, I'm I'm saved, and I don't need to go to church." So, mom, you can handle it from here, and I'm gonna go play football, and then I'll just what, sleep what, on po- what position did you play? I played wide receiver, defensive back, um, and sort of flex player where it's like running back, but I hated running back, so I didn't really didn't really like it. You were going to camps. You yeah. were, yep. you know, was this this was at the high school? Yep. High school. What high school level. did you go to? Hilliard Davidson High School in okay. Columbus, Ohio. Hilliard. So, so yeah, grew you up guys, in Columbus. Were you guys good? Was it a good team? Yeah, yeah, we were good. We lost uh, four games in my high school career. Whoa. And we won. Uh, did you cry when you lost? I did. I did. Dang. Thanks for bringing that back to me. Yeah, well, I just want to know how serious your idol worship was. Well, it was pretty serious. So, was pretty okay, serious. now we understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
So, so you were worshiping football, right? And, I was uh, worshiping football. Let's let's get that out there, and um, <laughs> and that was that was just me sleeping in all the time, getting ready for college, getting ready for college football, and like, mom, I I can't go to church. By that time, my mom was going by herself. She switched to a different church, which happened to be Northwest Bible, where mm. Mark was Mark was there for a while. Um, and then, you know, I kind of went off to college and then haven't didn't go to church for the longest time, where I just forgot that I was even purged from my old old sins. I can do whatever, and God will forgive me. So that led me to meet my beautiful, gorgeous wife. And I met her my sophomore year of college at OSU. I did not go to OSU. I went there for a party. So met her at a mm. party. Um, and long, fast forward that relationship, I break all the all the morals that I had, if you will, all the biblical morals that I thought I had um, growing up. And we we had we had our first baby out of wedlock. So little Colton mm-hmm. was out of out of wedlock. And that's that was just a mess. That kind of marked a ma- massive strain in our relationship. Just, I mean, she she really she was really struggling with a lot of stuff, and I was struggling with a lot of stuff, and it it it, it was just it was just a tough situation. So, fast forward, um, she moves up to Columbus, and I'm still in the mindset of like, hey, I graduated college. This is this is probably two years later. I graduated college, but I can still go back and see my friends, and you'll you'll just watch Colton. That that mm-hmm. was my mindset, mm-hmm. which tells you everything you need to know. So she was just looking and searching, and she's like, "I need something. Like, do I move back to Florida? Do, what do I do?" And uh, my my mom just loved on her. She saw how much I loved her, even though like <laughs> it was it was terrible. Like, I, compared to how I love her now, it's it's not even. Not even anything, but right. she did see that like this is the first girl that I've really cared for, and she's like, okay, well, come come over, let's hang out. I'll come to you. Let's talk. Let's read the Bible together. She brings her to church, and she, Mark's preaching one day, and she gets saved. We've talked about Mark uh, in Chris's episode because obviously Mark had a huge yeah, yeah. influence on Chris, and I always feel like it's necessary for us to reintroduce Mark Trotter. He's had such a huge influence on people in the fellowship and yeah. and in, in the Bible Institute. But but Pastor Mark Trotter uh, pastored in New Philadelphia, Ohio for 20 to 25 years and devoted so much of his life to discipleship and to training up people in God's Word. A phenomenal teacher, one of, if not the best teacher I've I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And in the Columbus area, uh, you know, Mark had a huge influence on a lot of believers, and and Northwest uh, the, that church in particular, he had a huge voice there, and, and and God really used him in the lives of a lot of people, including uh, yeah. your your wife Kira. Yeah, so she gets she gets saved, she gets plugs plugged into something called Word Strong, mm-hmm. and uh, she's coming home telling me about it. I'm like, that's cool, like I've I've been to church. Like I've, I've gone to, I grew up in church. Like once you know what I know, then we can talk. <laughs> but were you, but were you excited though? Like deep down? I was, I, yeah, she, I was super yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah. You were I'm just like, too oh. arrogant to realize it was something it, you needed. Right. To. Right. Mm-hmm. It was okay. it, the extent was like, Oh no, great. Now we can get married. <laughs> that was like, that <laughs> right. was, I wish, I wish it wasn't that, but that's kind of like right. the extent of it. But, um, but yeah, the, then, um, 
so she she gets saved and starts going to church and she's like hey i'm gonna get baptized and i'm like cool that's great like you're gonna do a testimony right she's like yeah yeah you so we're gonna be going to church this time you blah 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 so my thought process i i grew up in a baptist church my thought process is that man baptisms she's gonna tell a testimony she's gonna talk about me it's gonna be great how her christian boyfriend led her to christ and i'm just sitting there like oh this is great so i'm sitting in the front row i'm like man i cannot wait how this is gonna be great like heaven's gonna open jesus is gonna fist bump me like everything's (laughs) gonna be perfect and and uh uh, I heard the very best testimony that I've ever heard in my life. So uh, she she gets up there and everyone has like a pre-recorded message. She didn't. So the pastor there, he's like, hey, can you tell the congregation like what God's done for you? <sighs> and uh, I, I just saw a, uh, a, a very, a very just broken woman um whew, by how good god's been and uh she, all she all, all she can say is that uh he saved my life and that was her testimony and i'm like man i i remember that like i i remember that and uh from there that that changed my my walk and mm. how how that kind of worked out was that she kept on going to words she got plugged in she's like we need to be members of this church i'm like okay well let's get mem- be members of this church we have a meeting the pastor's like hey you guys need you guys can't be living together like you're not mm. married so then i move out out of obedience and just like man this is i guess this is what we're supposed to do um and then long story short uh we're able to get married, but I'm still working a job that has me working from 12 to 9 p.m. So I can't really go to church at all. So I'm working on Sundays. And there was just one random time where I was just off early. So I'm like, all right, well, where are you at? And she's like, well, I'm at church. And I'm like, okay. So I pulled to church, sit in the back. And that is, that is the second time that I hear uh, Pastor Mark Trotter preach. And... I'm like, this guy loves the word, like where, how, like this guy is spectacular. Like Mm. the Bible actually says this, like I had no, the Bible came alive to me. Like I, like I couldn't even tell you that changed my whole trajectory on life. Like I started reading the word of God again, started finding out like, Hey, this is what I thought I believed, but this is what the Bible says. So let's, let's go ahead and go with what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just, I'm just eating it, digging into it, and I'm just head down, let's go after it. Like, I need to be a, a better dad, better husband, better everything else like that. And then I'm like, okay, man, what's Mark say about this? What's Mark say about that? What's Mark say about that? And then through a set of circumstances, he moves down to, to Georgia, and I'm like, oh, man, there's, there's more people who believe the same thing as, as Mark. And I'm like, oh, Mark came from a church in New Philadelphia. Oh, man, there's people out in Kansas City and I'm like, they're talking all the same thing. And they're actually reading the word of God. They're actually speaking the words of God, just unadulterated how they are. And then I started to, to kind of piece together like how to feed myself. And from that point on, 
I'm like, man, I, I got to do something about this. You've had a lot even happened since, since then. I mean, in terms of your, yeah. of your walk and, and, um, but maybe for the sake of time, um, let's fast forward. You've got a, you've got a family of four. Kira is awesome, by the way. Um, yeah, she is. you know, for those of you who don't know her, uh, she's just incredibly sweet, high energy, uh, you know, silly, fun, but yep. also very serious. Like is like dead bent on doing what's right. And, right. Uh, but you guys have four beautiful children and how did you find yourself at Northside? Like what were the things that took place or transpired to get you to, to Northside and, and living out that call in your life, you know, plant, church planting? I went to Israel with, through the LFBI trip. Um, and I went, that was the last trip that Mark was on. I went with Sam, I went with, uh, Alan and just sitting up night after night talking with, Sam talking with Alan, talking with Mark, talking with all these guys that I think are like the coolest people who have ever walked the planet. And I'm just listening to them. And I'm with a guy whose his name is Alex Yoder. He's, he's like, again, one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. But we're talking about how we just need something in Columbus, Ohio. And we've heard Sam talk about it. We've heard everybody talk about it like there needs to be something in Columbus Ohio and we're like well what do we do and Sam in his infinite wisdom he's like well have you prayed about it and Alex and I are like yeah kind of he's like okay but have you prayed about it Mm. and I'm like oh well we should probably start praying about it so that was December 2019 we got back we're praying about it I prayed about it nearly every single multiple times a day um and I was in in my house uh, and just sitting sitting in my bathroom. And then Alex calls me. He's like, hey, man, it's happening. And I'm like, what's happening? Because you need to be specific because I'm in my house in my bathroom. Like, so you have to tell me what exactly <laughs> is going on. And he's, and he's like, Jeff and Brett are coming down to Columbus and they're planning a Living Faith Fellowship Church. Yeah, Jeff so, Bartell and, and yeah. Brett Bartlett were right. on those taking these discovery trips, going to find out yeah. what was going on in Columbus. Yeah. So fast forward, we meet up in a barn, and then it's really all history from there that we actually were able to to consistently meet barn to hotel to hotel to to house to different church to different church, and then we had a pastor. And yeah. His his name's Matt Brocker again. Uh, I've never had a relationship with my pastor like I have with Matt. He's, he's the epitome of like, like how, how I hear you talking about Sam is how I feel about Matt. Mm. If that's, that's a way to talk about it, but yeah, that's um, wonderful. He's, he's a cool dude. So that's kind of where, how Northside got going. Man, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so how did you find your way into LFBI? Because you were still at Northwest at the time, right? I mean, how did you find yourself taking classes? Was that something Mark encouraged you to do or Chris? Or yeah. who was telling you that yeah, you should was, get into... It was Mark Trotter. Um, the the situation, I'll, I'll paint the scene for you. So I'm getting my pump in at Metro Fitness in Hilliard, Ohio. And then uh, I'm, I'm really excited because I'm doing a lot of weight. Then Mark walks up and does more weight than me. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, of course, being much, much older than me at the time. Um, and... 
And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's really great. So, so we kind of build that relationship and I'm, every time I go, I'm talking to him and I'm like, Hey man, I'm been going back through, through Wardstrong. I've been going back through all this stuff. Like I, I'm digging what, what it is you're putting down. I'm learning how to read the Bible and, and just bring it into me. Like there's, there's Bible studies at church. I'm trying to go help, help Bible studies. They're asking me to like lead a Bible study. Like, man, this is, this is a few years of me just following after kind of what you've been talking about. He's like, okay, you know, you should really look into Living Faith Bible Institute. You should, you should really go to LFBI, take some classes. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't want to, I don't want to do the ministry thing. I just, I just, you don't know my life. Like, you don't know my past, what kind of jacked up stuff I was into. That's nah, not for me. He's like, okay, well, you, sh- you should really think about it. So about a year later, um, I'm stuck between doing it and not doing it. And about a year later is when I met Alex Yoder. We actually met, and Chris Noonan mm-hmm. at Wedstrong, the very first Wedstrong. Mm. And I'm like, you guys go to Northwest? It's great. Like, we didn't even know we, we went to the same church. Wow. So we, we kind of get connected and Alex is taking LFBI classes at that time. Chris is taking LFBI classes at that time. And they're like, Hey man, you, you should really do it. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not going to lead anything. I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm, I'm the guy that plays with kids and then I just teach them like the Bible stuff and then just go to church and tithe and help out literally wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, there was a point in time where I'm like, man, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and take one class. And that was early 2019. No, 2018. It was, I was like, man, I, I never want to get out of D2. This thing is, I had no yeah. idea. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, you go on through LFBI and you find out that there's a lot of really awesome people. So that's kind of how it was. What? classes have really benefited you time and time again? The methods of evangelism class is one that comes mm. to mind. And I've, I've talked to you about it a little bit. Um, the class discovery Bible study method. I listened to that and I was doing a Bible study at that point in time. Um, and I changed how I did the Bible study completely. And it just exploded. Like there were mm. lost people coming. There was, there was people who were saved that were coming. And then we ultimately were able to branch off and do another Bible study. The guy was wow. doing a Bible study with some of his, his friends at work. Long story short, um, if you're doing a church plant, you, you're going to be evangelizing. So mm-hmm. that, that Brian Clark is, is a mastermind at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really him teaching me that teaching, that, the whole ASK acronym, mm-hmm. yeah, whole ASK acronym, um, I use I use that on a day in day out basis. Man, so yeah, and, and one of the things that that John's not gonna admit to is that he he he's an evangelist by nature. I mean, like he's a um, whenever I'm talking to him, there's somebody that he's praying about. Uh, we were at the um, discipleship conference and getting ready to. He had yeah. talked me into playing basketball. I'm too old for all that, but he was heartbroken over a guy. Uh, that you know, he wasn't sure whether or not he was going to come out to play basketball with us because he was hoping to evangelize uh, evangelize him. And so, you know, John is a is a type of guy um, that that cares about souls. It's something that's critical to a church plant because if you're not willing to go out and to meet people and and to engage with the lost and and share Christ, talk about talk about God's word, talk about who Christ is, man. Um, 
that that church might be doomed from the very beginning. Right. You know? Yeah. But man, dude, I love you. I'm I'm really thankful for your story and for man, you and Kira. Uh my wife raves about Kira all the time. She loves her. Oh. Um you guys are really important to us. And so thanks for hanging out with me, man. Thanks for sharing yeah, your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we want to thank you too uh, for tuning in and, and che- uh, checking out this episode of the Postscript Shorts. Uh, we pray it was edifying to you. We pray that that uh, John's story, you know, resonated with you and and that you recognize. You know, one of the things John said was that that he never saw himself as a minister and 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 someone capable of or even needing uh, something like LFBI. Uh, was that wasn't training that he thought he needed, and and uh, man, you know what? The Great Commission is for all of us. It's for every single person. And so, whether or not you're going to be a pastor or a missionary or even a church planter, uh, man, God wants to grow you so that you would be more effective as a minister within the context of your local church. And so, hear yourself in that story. Hear, hear that God's calling you to more, and that He wants you to learn His Word, and He wants you to to be sharpened in terms of your leadership. And so. We ask that, that you would consider and pray about just the same way Mark asked John, hey, consider LFBI. We want to ask you uh, that you would consider LFBI and, and consider taking classes with us. $40 a credit hour, um, 16 weeks or eight-week courses. Uh, the homework is rigorous. It's, it's you know, tough, but, but not overwhelming. It's flexible. Uh, you can take classes online in your free time. And uh, man, we, we want you to be with us. We want you to join us in the mission this way. But uh, visit LFBI.org to get your questions answered about Living Faith Bible Institute. And with that, uh, we want to invite you to join us again uh, next week for another episode of The Postscript. God bless.